0: Hello, I'm Mercedes and I'm Tash and you're listening to episode 183 of Chat Disney. welcome back to another episode of the Chat Disney Podcast. And as promised, Tash and I are going to be discussing all things Disney Plus Day in this episode. And we're also going to be speculating about some of the announcements that we are looking forward to coming in the upcoming D23 Expo. So lots of fun, new innovations coming from the Walt Disney Company in this episode. And we're also going to have something else new and fun at the end of today's episode, which is a brand new segment called Storytime. If you want to know what that is, stay tuned. But before we head into all of that, let's have a quick look at what's been happening in the world of Disney this week. So kicking things off with a little bit of Disneyland Paris news, first of all, and Halloween season is upon us. So beginning October 1st to November 6th, you can enjoy the spooky season at Disneyland Paris. So it's a little bit shorter than over in our American parks, but still it's on its way. So if you are visiting Disneyland Paris this autumn, you have that to look forward to. And this is a bit of a weird one this week, and kind of shows how Disney will find a way to make money out of pretty much everything, or anything I should say. Some of you will remember shortly, recently, I'm really scrambling my words today, I don't know what's happening. Some of you will remember, not that long ago, that before the unveiling of the Sleeping Beauty Castle for the 30th anniversary... There was a tarpaulin that had an image of the Sleeping Beauty Castle in front of it, so that they could do the kind of you know renovations and whatever behind it and hide all that horrible scaffolding. Well, Disneyland Paris are actually selling the tarpaulin now. I kid you not. So they've made a series of products that use this tarpaulin fabric. So you can find things like purses, wallets, and so on that have a tiny, tiny piece of Sleeping Beauty Castle depicted on it. Now it kind of sounds cool in a way. But it is a bit of a strange offering. And as I say, it does show that Disney totally understand that Disney fans will always buy a little bit of Disney history. Now, if you do want to get your hands on one of these limited edition items, they are currently only available for Disneyland Paris annual pass holders to purchase. I'm sure if any are left after they've gone on sale, then they will open up to the general public. But if you do happen to know, a Disneyland Paris annual pass holder that you can, you know, tap up for a favor, then that is how you get hold of one of those. And final bit of Disneyland Paris news this week, ending things on a bit of a sour note. A man was actually arrested in Disneyland Paris this week. And, you know, we are a family friendly podcast here at Chat Disney. So I'm not going to go into the details of what he was doing, but he was watching a video. So he was watching content on his phone, whilst touching an inappropriate part of his body and he was doing this in front of a Disneyland Paris attraction we don't know which attraction this was but it was very visible for lots of families very very uncomfortable situation Disneyland Paris did act quickly and I believe there is a jail sentence if you do something like that in public in front of minors in in France of up to two years so I don't know what his sentence is going to be but I'm really pleased that Disney were proactive and that he was arrested and escorted out of the park.
1: Mm, let's uh, move on to some some lighter news after after that pretty dark turn of events so heading over to a park we don't usually talk about and it's tokyo disneyland and they have released some beautiful new kawaii pastel merchandise across the resort so this is in items including bento, bento boxes face covering hand sanitizers chopsticks pins Lots of items. Do have a look at them on social media as they are super, super kawaii.
0: I can never say that word, so thank you for taking that one. And over to Disneyland, we mentioned Halloween already today in the podcast, and it is upon us, and there's been some really awesome Halloween bits and pieces coming out of Disneyland Resort this week. Mickey, Minnie, not Mickey, Minnie, Minnie, Daisy, and Clarabelle appeared at Oogie Boogie Bash, dressed as the Sanderson sisters, which was pretty amazing. We've seen some popular food items back in the resort, like the Vampire Mickey Sourdough, and also the Pumpkin Spice Churros back in DCA and the most exciting thing i think to come out of this is that ernesto de la cruz the main villain from pixar's coco has been sighted at disneyland doing a rendition of remember me now you absolutely have to go and google this if you've not watched it the skeleton face is so realistic it's absolutely amazing and i think that that makes the price of oogie boogie bash worth it just on its own Yeah, it is
1: amazing. And I love that they've kind of gone with a bit of an understated character as well to to bring in a a niche character in the parks. And I'm talking about characters and, and thinking of meet and greets and some news from the Disney Cruise World this week. Good news. Character hugs are back on the Disney Cruise. Hooray! So if you are going on a Disney cruise and you're looking forward to meet and greets, then you can expect to be hugging Mickey and Minnie and pals
0: very soon. Exciting. And final bit of parks news for you this week heading over to Walt Disney World. Crowds are continuing to plummet at Walt Disney World. Music to my ears and hopefully yours as well because if crowds plummet, then I'm sure costs will start going down as well. So last week we saw some average wait times of just 30 minutes for the Jungle Cruise in Magic Kingdom and only 45 minutes for both Smuggler's Run in Galaxy's Edge in Hollywood Studios and also Flight of Passage. 45 minutes for Flight of Passage, absolutely wild. Some sad news for those of you in the UK that were thinking about booking a Walt Disney World trip in the near future. Unfortunately, Disney's 14 days for the price of seven deal actually ended on the 31st of August. Now, you might think, why is this news? It's a deal ending. Well, the 14 days for the price of seven is one of those deals that you can pretty much always count on. In fact, the theme park trader podcast made a joke recently that it's a little bit like the DFS sale. It's just one of those things that you take for granted, it's always on. So, this is quite shocking to see that UK guests won't be able to get that offering anymore. I don't know if it's because something better is around the corner, but if you are traveling in the next year or so, you might just want to keep an eye on that and absolutely don't take it for granted if you do see that or again, jump on it because we have seen it paused currently. And final bit of Walt Disney World news, Mickey's Not So Scary is pretty much sold out for all of the dates. So it's completely sold out for September and there are very, very limited October dates available. And actually that is the topic of today's story time. So if you'd like to know a little bit more about my experience with that ticket process, then do stay tuned for the end of today's episode.
1: Oh, I was just about to ask you if you had decided to go on. So uh, I won't I expect an answer to that now. I'm very much looking forward to our story time now. Um, And some Shop Disney news for the UK. They have increased their spending threshold for free delivery from £50 to £60, which doesn't surprise me too much given the cost of living in general is going up everywhere. But it is obviously annoying. You know, sometimes if you're sort of at the £45 mark, you think like, oh, I just spend an extra fiver to get that free delivery. Well, now you've got to spend a whole extra tenner to get that free delivery.
0: Yeah, really disappointing. And I kind of wish that Shop Disney would do something a little bit like ASOS or Selfridges where you can pay like a set amount for the year and get free delivery because there's often sort of one or two items that I just want to purchase. And then, yeah, to your point, Tash, I always end up spending loads of money or messaging my friends and family asking if they need anything so that I can get that delivery cost for free. So yeah, not great. And final bit of news for you all this week. And we are finishing things up with the world of Marvel. And really, really exciting if you're a big Spider-Man fan. So Spider-Man Far From Home, Homecoming, Coming Home. I forget which one it is. The really awesome new one. I think it's Far From Home. No Way Home It's No Way Home. I've just remembered. I'm really doing well today. This movie, not only was it one of the best selling movies of all time, is just about to get even bigger. It is back in cinemas with an extended scene. It's more footage of both Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield chatting to Tom Holland, Spider-Man. This scene is floating around on social media. I've seen it on TikTok. It's amazing. It's one of those things where, you know, I could have quite happily just watched two hours of those three chatting. So I'm really gutted that this wasn't in the original theatrical release, but really pleased that they have released it to the public and that you can watch that in theatres in certain parts of the world right now. And that's pretty much everything that's been happening in the world of Disney this week. We're now going to head into the main part of the episode, having a little chat about Disney Plus Day and the D23 Expo. (laughs)
1: So Disney Plus Day, let's start with with that. We'll do this kind of in two segments. So let's talk a little bit about Disney Plus Day first, as it is literally, well, actually, by the time <laughs> that this episode goes out, Disney Plus Day will have happened. We are pre-recording this this week. Um, so I'm sure we will be talking about some of the updates and things after in our next episode. But partial minds back go back in time this episode is before Disney Plus Day so they've actually brought Disney Plus Day forward by about two months this year usually it's in November to celebrate the three years when Disney Plus was first released obviously not for us in the UK we didn't get it until a little bit later but they have moved it forward and I assume that that is to be in line with this year's D23 exhibition as well because you know they will be wanting to give some of the I'm imagining on on Disney Plus day this is going to be annoying talking about two sub- these two subjects today um we're going to be seeing new updates hopefully some snippets of things to come so then i imagine that we might get a little bit more of that from the d23 exhibition as well so mercedes disney plus day is there anything that you're aware of that is coming that you're super excited to watch
0: yeah. Loads of stuff. Um, So I guess the big one for me is Thor Love and Th- Thunder. So this is one that I actually missed in the cinema. And, you know, I know that the pandemic kind of had a really really negative impact on cinemas but one of the things that I really appreciate for Disney Plus is those really quick turnarounds now so you still have the choice of going to watch your favorite movies at the cinema when they have their big theatrical release but once they're out of the cinema they're pretty much straight away on your TV And, and I love that it just gives us a little bit more flexibility and choice when it comes to how we want to consume our content so for me as I say I wanted to get to the cinema to watch Thor: Love and Thunder, life got in the way as it often does. Didn't get round to it, so I'm absolutely thrilled that that is on Disney Plus right now. If you're listening to this episode, you can go and stream it right now. So really, really exciting. We talk about this a lot on the podcast. Both myself and Tash are very big fans of Natalie Portman. Really excited to see her step up and you know become a Thor character herself. Spoilers, I mean it's in the trailer, so it's pretty obvious. But yeah, really excited to see. Jane Foster version of Thor, a female Thor. So that's definitely going to be the first thing that I'm watching on Disney Plus. Ash, that's not true. I'm going to be in Spain, as is Tash. That's why we're pre-recording this. Not together, though. Really weird. We're in the same country at the same time, but that's just a coincidence. So yes, I won't, I won't be watching it probably on Disney Plus day. But when I when I'm back in the comfort of my own home, that will be the first thing that I watch.
1: Yeah. I mean as our regular listeners will know, I won't be watching that one, but I'm I'm glad that you are so excited about it. And I'm sure you were not alone in that. For me personally, I think Pinocchio is the one that I'm the most excited for. I think it does actually look pretty good um, and also out of intrigue. I mean, I know every time they announce that they're doing another live action, a little part of me dies inside and just thinks, why, why are we not producing any new content? I'd love some like new original live actions from the, the Disney world, but you know, expectations. My expectations are obviously too high there. Um, But yeah, I'm very excited. I'm very excited to see how Tom Hanks is as Geppetto. I think that's the thing I'm most looking forward to about that movie.
0: Yeah, I think something that I'm really pleased with is that this remake, this live action remake is going straight to Disney Plus. I think that, you know, Lady and the Tramp, the live action, I mean, we all forget about that, let's be honest. But that was one of the things that was available to watch on Disney Plus when it was first released. And I kind of don't mind if it's a straight to Disney Plus type movie and it's a remake. I think you know, to your point, we talk a lot about Aladdin, Cinderella, Lion King, Jungle Book, Beauty and the Beast. They all have these big theatrical debuts and it kind of feels like it is taking up space that could be reserved for a brand new original bit of content. But when it goes straight to Disney+, Plus, I feel like it's a much easier pill to swallow I'm really excited about this. I'm a very big fan of both Tom Hanks and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who's going to be playing Gemini Cricket. I'm also a huge Robert Zemeckis fan. My favorite movie of all time is Back to the Future, and I love Who Framed Roger Rabbit as well. So there's a lot of stuff in this live-action Pinocchio that's ticking boxes for me. I actually really like the original Pinocchio as well. It's probably one of my more favourite of the golden classic era. I'm not that into the the golden era of Disney, if we're being completely honest, but Pinocchio is probably a bit of a standout for me personally in that, that era. And it's really interesting, actually. So... I was driving the other day with my husband, Grumpy, who you all know by now is not a very big Disney fan. And we were talking about Disney Plus Day and he didn't realise that Thor Love and Thunder was coming to Disney Plus. And he was like, oh, amazing. That's really exciting. I'm gutted we didn't get to see that in the cinema. That's really awesome. We'll definitely be watching that. Just kind of having this discussion. And he was like, oh, is there anything else like big that's coming? And I was like, oh yeah, there's that live action Pinocchio. And honestly, the trauma in his eyes you could tell that Pinocchio really wasn't for him when he was a little boy he was like I hate that movie and he was really adamant I was like why and he was like I hate it I hate it and my husband for he really really doesn't enjoy horror like as a genre. We've never watched a scary movie together. He doesn't like scary things. Like he he's always like I don't understand why anyone would enjoy the sensation of being scared. He doesn't like scare mazes and things like that. We did the Walking Dead attraction at Universal Studios LA and it freaked him the hell out, which is why we're not doing the Horror Nights at Universal Orlando. He really does not like horror. It really terrifies him it was quite interesting and I I said to him like is the reason you hated Pinocchio because it was like creepy and he was like yeah really scared me when I was a little boy I thought it was quite entertaining
1: yeah I mean I can totally see where he's coming from with that and I do think that a live action version of this could potentially make it even more dark and more intimidating but who knows we'll we'll see on that um, in terms of other things that are coming on on Disney Plus Day, there's not an awful lot really that I'm very excited for. Um, I think there's a couple of making of documentaries. There's one for, for Love and Thunder and there's an Obi-Wan Kenobi making of as well. Um, obviously Star Wars Marvel don't really appeal to me. Um, so yeah, I'm a little bit disappointed. I was kind of hoping that we would get something a bit more you know like when we had obviously we had the Imagineering series and then we had the um behind the attraction series I could kind of would have liked something a bit more I don't know maybe about the parks or about um like movie production and I'm quite disappointed to see that that's lacking this year.
0: Yeah, something that I still am really disappointed we didn't get in the UK and Ireland was the 50th anniversary special for Walt Disney World. I'm still waiting for that. We did get the harmonious special with Idina Menzel, the Epcot harmonious special, but we still, and, and I assume at this point, we're not going to get that 50th anniversary special. So that really disappoints me because I agree with you, Tash. I'd love more park-specific content. And we have things like, we have the Disneyland Paris fireworks on there, but we don't have all of the other parks. And again, you know, I can only assume that that's because for a UK audience, Disneyland Paris is the park that most people are going to have attended. But, you know, for those diehard Disney fans out there, do I really want to watch the fireworks show that I've already seen in person or would I rather see Tokyo fireworks, for example, that I'm probably not going to get to see? Or if I am, it will be a different firework show by the time I get there. So, you know, I do think that there's a missed opportunity with Disney Plus in general when it comes to kind of parks content and that sort of thing. Other things that I'm excited about, you mentioned the Obi-Wan series kind of behind the scenes, really, really looking forward to that. I didn't actually know about the Thor Love and Thunder one. That doesn't appeal to me as much. Um, I'm definitely more into the Obi-Wan Kenobi stuff than I am the Thor movies. But again, it's one of those things I probably will get around to watching at some point. Something I'm really excited about actually is the Simpsons shorts. I really like when they do the little Disney Simpsons shorts. So there was one recently that had loads of cameos that we spoke about on the podcast, had loads of Disney characters in it. And I've seen a Star Wars one with Maggie. I think she was like walking around Tatooine with BBA. And then there was a recent Marvel Simpsons crossover with Lisa and Loki, which was really awesome. So I don't know about with this one. The name of it is The Simpsons Welcome to the Club. Um, And again, you know, we know that The Simpsons have been rubbing shoulders with all of these Disney IPs over the past year. I don't know if this one is a crossover with Disney. I kind of feels like it will be because of the fact that it's released for Disney Plus Day. And, you know, last Disney Plus Day was, I believe, when we got the Goofy one. So I'm really excited about that because I do like The Simpsons. And I think it's a way for me to feel more comfortable with the fact that they're now part of the Disney family because I was certainly a little bit like weirded out by the fact that Simpsons were Disney when Disney first acquired Fox. So the way that they do these kind of crossovers Makes me feel like more comfortable with it
1: Yeah, see I'm not a fan of The Simpsons at all um, But I do agree with you there I'm just having a look at the synopsis for that and it says, as if we couldn't get enough of the Simpsons, this short follows Lisa Simpson as she turns bad in a bid to become a princess. So now I'm hoping that we see some Disney princesses
0: in or villains. If it's turning bad, there. yeah, that sounds really awesome. Actually, I, I'm really, I'm really excited about that. They're always like five minutes long. There was a really nice concept art at the end. So, and um, yeah, and you can tell that the concept art's normally been created by Disney animators or. Lucasfilm or Marvel, whichever, um, you know, whichever uh, company it is that they're collaborating with. So I'm really excited about that. Other things, we've got Frozen sing-alongs coming. So I'm sure lots of you that are regular viewers of Disney Plus will notice in the now, um, or not the now, Bar the the sort of new bars. What I'm trying to say. And um, recently, there's been like a Tangled sing along and a Moana sing along. I feel like every time I log into Disney Plus, there's a new sing along. And they obviously saved um, the the big hitters for Disney Plus Day. So we're getting not just one Frozen, but two Frozen sing alongs on Disney Plus Day. So you can enjoy the original Frozen and also Frozen Two. And these sing alongs, I think I've actually never clicked on one. I think it's just the movie with subtitles when it gets to the big musical numbers but as I say not something I watch surprisingly
1: no me me neither um it's the sort of thing that I imagine my husband Benji would be into if we put the Encanto one on because he, he loves Encanto and he loves a sing-along so yeah. there we go. we'll try it in our, our household one time um and then we've also got Cars on the Road coming which is the um short series obviously to do with Pixar's Cars I might give this one a go just to see what it's like. I quite like the original Cars movie, but it's not one that I'm going to be rushing to watch on Disney Plus Day. But it's the sort of thing that I might stick on in the background at some point if, you know, I I need to or if I'm uh, being a a bad parent and giving Theo
0: some screen time. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I, I really liked the Baymax series. I absolutely loved that. It was really enjoyable, really short, easily to consume content. I'm really enjoying the I Am Groot series as well. My husband, who is a huge Marvel fan, is like, it's a bit like what's the point? What's the purpose? Why have they made this? But it's it's lighthearted and I I like shorts, as I say, they're quite easy to watch on, you know, when you've not got very long. So I'm looking forward to the Cars one, but much like you, Tash, it's not going to be the first thing, you know, with Thor Love and Thunder and Pinocchio and the new Simpson short, I feel like that's enough to be getting on with and I don't think Cars will be, Kind of top of mind. And then there's a few other things. There's like a National Geographic uh, documentary with Bertie Gregory, who I'm assuming is a a big U.S. star because I'm not familiar with him. So I'm assuming he's more famous in, in the U.S., We've got Growing Up, which apparently is from the mind of Brie Larson, which is quite interesting. It's a hybrid docuseries that explores adolescence and its triumphs and challenges, which actually sounds really interesting. There's also a Dancing with the Stars kind of compilation. Again, that's not really going to resonate for a U- UK Audience, we have Strictly Come Dancing, which is kind of our equivalent. And it's not owned by the Walt Disney Company. It's owned by the BBC. So, yeah, just very different. Um, so, yeah, I, I, that's kind of it. There's a few other things. Obviously, we're getting a new episode of She Hulk. I'm really enjoying She Hulk at the moment. The only thing. I would say about it is the animation is actually appalling. Like the CGI to make her look like a Hulk is so embarrassing. She looks like a Sims character. It's honestly the worst CGI. And I don't understand why, because when you think about like WandaVision and the Loki series, like these TV shows had big, big budgets, despite the fact that they were straight to TV, but they, they must have spent all their budget Somewhere else Because honestly She looks Have you seen a picture Of her Tash?
1: I have seen a picture of it And again I thought it looked Quite cheap And a bit um, Gimmicky almost The way that they've done it
0: Yeah Gimmicky is definitely The word I think also One of the really big issues That I have with it Is they've like Really sort of hypersexualized The character Like she looks Way more attractive When she's her Hulk self Than when she's Her human self So her human self Is like little bit frumpy, if we're being honest. She's got that kind of short, mid-length curly hair. She's wearing like, you know, shirts, blouses, like kitten heels and that sort of stuff. But then all of a sudden when she's Hulk or She-Hulk, she's like, you know, this long, luxurious hair. Her skin's much better. Her complexion's much better. She's bustier. We see her like working out in gym clothes and things. So I'm like, what kind of message is that? sending young people like no one paid her any attention when she was just Jen the lawyer but when she becomes this like overly sexualized fit hero everyone wants to interview her and know her it's a bit bit odd
1: yeah I definitely know what you mean she does look like a Sims character in that image as well (laughs)
0: Yeah, she does. It's honestly the one, some of the worst animation I've ever seen, but I am really enjoying it as a series. It's really lighthearted, probably one of my more favourite Marvel series because it's not as dark and you you don't need to know as much kind of lore about Marvel, like with some of the other series. I'm thinking about things like um, the Winter, not the Winter Soldier, what was it called? Falcon and the Winter Soldier, um, things like Moon Knight, even, even Miss Marvel. Like I haven't even really dabbled in, in, in many of those because it, they feel quite heavy, but this is like really accessible. Like you could never have watched a Marvel movie and everyone understands the premise of a Hulk. You get angry, you turn into the Hulk. It's very basic Marvel. Like it's very entry level.
1: Cool. Good to know. And then I guess it's not just on the actual Disney Plus streaming platform that celebrations do happen. Last year, The parks got on board as well. We had things like blue carpets. I think there were Disney uh, Plus pins that were handed out to guests. And we did also see some large... I think they were large blow-up figures. I can't quite remember. But in sort of various landmarks around the world, I believe they had them near the Eiffel Tower in Paris. And we had a giant Maggie. We had a giant National Geographic sign. I think we may have had a big BB-8 as well to represent Star Wars and a couple of other things as well. I can't remember off the top of my head what we had. So I'm really looking forward to actually seeing kind of how the parks and the world celebrates Disney Plus uh, Day this year as well.
0: Yeah, me too. And, you know, obviously listening to this podcast, you know how the park celebrated and the world celebrated because the day has been and gone. But just looking ahead, because obviously for us, we're in the past and it hasn't happened yet. There's already a few press releases about what the Disney parks are going to be doing, but there's no information on what the rest of the world's going to be doing. So I don't know if you can expect to see, you know, Blue Eiffel Towers or Blue Big Ben's this year. I don't know if they're going as big as they have in previous years. But for this year in, in parks, certainly you can expect to see things like special food items. So Disneyland Paris is going to have some unique Disney Plus Day food items that you'll only be able to get in the resort on that day. And if you are having... Happening to, to be at Disneyland Paris on September the 8th, which is Disney Plus Day, or if you were actually, this is really unhelpful now. Um, but you could have enjoyed a 30-minute early entry. So early entry is something that's available often for resort hotel guests, but in celebration of Disney Plus Day, everybody can get into the park um 30 days before, uh th- sorry, 30 minutes before, 30 days before, 30 minutes before. If they're a Disney Plus subscriber, so all you have to do is just show your park ticket. Um, and then yeah, you'll you'll be um allowed in 30 minutes before. And um Hong Kong Disneyland's doing a similar thing, but their Disney Plus day is actually September 10th. So a little bit, little bit later, and Disney Cruises are actually having a much longer, or had a much longer celebration. So they um, were celebrating from August 29th to to September 5th. So it's not just the American parks. We're going fully international with Disney Plus Day this year.
1: Absolutely, and as we said as well, it's not just Disney Plus Day. That has happened as this episode goes out. We do also have the D23 exhibition as well, which started on Friday and ran over the whole weekend. So obviously this is a massive event that normally happens every two years, but we haven't had one for a while because it was due to happen the year of COVID and then didn't happen last year. So they've made it this year. It feels like a very long time ago that we did our first D23 episodes it was the first year that we did this podcast so it was 2019 would it have been yeah
0: yeah 2019 so yeah we were g1 2021 but this is the 2021 d23 basically
1: Yeah, so it feels like it's been a long time time coming. And for anyone who doesn't know, it's kind of the ultimate Disney fan event. It's held in Anaheim at the Anaheim Convention Centre, I believe it's called. You do have to be a D23 member to be able to go. I think I speak for both Mercedes and I when I say it is our dream to be able to go one year and I really hope that we can make that happen. Um, So in terms of things that we're hoping to see from the exhibition this year, Mercedes, what are you hoping announcements are going to be in terms of movies, parks, merchandise,
0: etc, etc.? Well, it's kind of it's kind of funny actually that as you as you say, you know, our listeners are going to be listening to this and they know what's in store. And we will, of course, be covering everything in next week's episode. We're really, really excited to talk about it. For me, there's a few things. Um, so it probably makes sense if we speak about it kind of in order. So I'll I'll start with Walt Disney World news. I absolutely expect an answer to that age-old question when is the disney dining plan returning that needs to be addressed i really feel passionately that that needs to be addressed i we we heard it was 2022 the last time they mentioned it they they had said that it was going to be 2022 and obviously 2022 is is quickly flying past so I would like an answer to when it's coming back. Interestingly, at the food and wine festival that's currently taking place at Epcot, they do still have the snack logo. So, the Disney dining plan logo next to certain items. And the purpose of this logo is so that if you do have snack credits, you know which items you can get at the food and wine in place of it or, you know, by using a snack credit. And I kind of feel like why bother printing? all that signage with those logos if it wasn't returning this year. I mean, it's not a foolproof uh, way of knowing because they did it last year as well and we didn't get the Disney dining plan. But that's a big one. And then if we do hear when the dining plan is coming back, of course, we're going to be following all of the offers that are available. But we've, we've said it time and time again, it is a fantastic way to save money on your Walt Disney World holiday. If you see an offer that's like, you know, stay at a Disney hotel and you get a free dining plan, don't walk, run. That is the best Walt Disney World offer you're ever going to see. Do I think that's going to come back next year? Probably not. We haven't seen our favorite Disneyland Paris winter um, offer that normally appears around this time of year, which is like two nights for the, or four nights for the price of two and free dining. That hasn't come back this year. So yeah, no promises, but a date for that would be great. Again, Fantasmic as well. We've we've heard rumors, we spoke about this last week, that they're rehearsing the new content, which has got scenes from Moana and Frozen in it. When is that coming back? That's got to be soon. So I'm expecting a Fantasmic date. Tron, when is that opening? Apparently, they've actually started testing with real-life humans now. Again, got to be soon. So they're, they're the big ones for me, for, for Magic Kingdom, those sort of things that we're waiting for. So Fantasmic, Dining Plan, and also what was the other thing that I said Ultron
1: yeah I think I would like to to see some announcements of new new parades new show I mean this goes for for all of the parks um I would like to see some updates about the Zootopia area for Shanghai Disney as well and being a park that is very close to my heart I would hope that we would see some maybe images of some of the attractions from that or just in general, what it's going to look like. Um, and I'd also really like to see an announcement of a new area as well. Again, maybe in, in Shanghai. Um, or we are getting that, fro- are we, aren't we? are we getting a frozen area in Paris? Did I imagine that? I would like to have some update on that as well. Um, and just generally, I mean, yeah, I, I think just some, something exciting that's going to kind of rock the Disney community a little bit, I would like to see in terms of parks.
0: Yeah, so I mean again, parks, I I yeah, I there's so many things. So um last thing that I would say just on Walt Disney World specifically is the Mary Poppins ride in Epcot as well. What, what happened with that? I think that was announced at the last D23, and we haven't heard anything. So yeah, that that's probably the final thing for me on, on Walt Disney World. Disneyland Paris is a is a is a really big one as well because The last D23, we got confirmation that Walt Disney Studios was going to get an Avengers campus, which has opened, a Frozen Land, which we did actually have an update on that relatively recently. And we know what's coming. We're getting some kind of attraction and we're getting a restaurant and I think a couple of shops. That's all well and good. The bit for me that I don't know about and that I'm like, you've just completely glossed over and it's not even on the concept art anymore was they said we were getting a Galaxy's Edge in Walt Disney Studios as well it was meant to be Avengers Campus Galaxy's Edge and Frozen Land and they have delivered on the Avengers Campus the Frozen Land is coming I've seen the concept art but the Galaxy's Edge I, I feel like that's been pulled definitely
1: yeah that is true there hasn't been any mention of that I feel like they have to D23 is is kind of a an event where they can't really skirt around this stuff I feel so I really hope that we do get some announcements about yeah. that it would be nice to have confirmation just to give some people give people something to look forward to with that park because it has been going to the dogs over the last few years so we really do need to see I mean with Avengers Campus obviously opening it's probably kind of stepped up a little bit I imagine and yeah. hopefully with Frozen Land but yeah I think Galaxy's Edge is going to be the big thing that kind of really draws people back into that park again
0: Definitely. I think what's really disappointing and it seems to be the case with the Mary Poppins attraction that I mentioned in Epcot is I think there are a few things that they announced at the previous D23 in 2019 that have been scrapped and we're not used to that. Right. If Disney are promising something at an exhibition, it's not common for it to get scrapped. Now, the reason for this is purely around budgets. Okay. The whole world is experiencing a cost of living crisis, and the Disney company are no exemption to that. Of course, they have more money than you or I could ever possibly imagine, but it's still less than what they're used to. So, when they made these promises in 2019, you've got to remember they'd just opened Shanghai or, you know, they'd opened it a few years before, but it was absolutely thriving. The Disney Plus streaming service had just taken off and was doing absolutely amazing. Bob Iger had done these wonderful things for the Walt Disney Company and it really was at the peak of its heyday. 2019 was a very, very good year for the Walt Disney Company. So, of course, they promised us a Mary Poppins attraction and, of course, they promised us an expansion at Walt Disney Studios and another Galaxy's Edge and goodness knows what else but they have had to pull back a little bit and that's fine I get it but I really hope they address it like you say Tash I think the D23 is an opportunity for them to be bold and to you know tell us what's going on and I'd be really disappointed if they do hold back on some of that information Something else for me that I'm really looking forward to hearing about is Tiana's Bayou Adventure. So we've had the name confirmed, but again, both Splash Mountains are still fully operational. When is that coming? When is Splash Mountain going to close? A few more questions there. Blizzard Beach is another one as well. Is that reopening? Like, not sure. Um, And there's a lot of rumours when it comes to parks. There's rumours that there's going to be an Avengers attraction, kind of, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean and Shanghai-esque style Avengers attraction coming to Disneyland in in California. There's also rumours about them possibly expanding Fantasyland in Disneyland in the same way that they did in the Magic Kingdom. A lot of rumours flying around. So yeah, I I too would love some big park news, Tash. I'm not expecting anything crazy like a Fifth Gate in Walt Disney World. I don't don't think that's going to happen. But just some clarity around some of this stuff that they've teased in the past would be great.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then thinking about films, I really want to see a bit more of a trailer for The Little Mermaid. It's coming next year. It's been in post-production for a very long time. So I would hope that we've got more of a finished trailer or something at the moment released. The D23 official Twitter page did tweet a photo the other day or an image Um, and it was of Mickey in front of a castle and in it it has I think it was yeah 58 hidden Disney references now a lot of people have assumed that this is hints as to some of the stuff that they are going to be announcing at the exhibition so we've got Tiana sort of hidden in there so hopefully we will be getting a look at Tiana's Bayou Adventure we've also got that Tiana miniseries coming to Disney plus which is something that I'm really looking forward to so I hope we hear a little bit about that we've got the dragon from Enchanted so I imagine we're going to get more of a sneak peek of disenchanted um indiana jones is on there we've got indiana jones 5 coming so maybe there'll be a teaser trailer for that and then some of the things I'm not so sure about we've got mulan is on there we've got the genie's lamp we've got oswald the lucky rabbit we've got luca on there um just having a look and seeing who else spider-man is on there there's 58 references right so I mean Again, as this episode goes out, we will know if this image even has any reference to what they are announcing. But yeah, if you haven't seen it, do go and check it out and uh, try and work out what each announcement may mean.
0: Yeah, I hope, I hope that that's, I mean, 58 announcements, I feel like would do well to get that. I hope that, I guess my big hope for the D23 is that I'm shocked I'd like to be shocked by something in a good way. I'd I'd like a surprise. And I do worry that we're not going to get that. Um, I'll just speak to some of the kind of Marvel and Star Wars news that I'm looking forward to, because I know that's something that our listeners care about very deeply, but that you do not, Tash. So I will take one for the team. I'm really excited to see a little bit more about Black Panther, We haven't heard anything about Black Panther 2 Wakanda Forever for a while. I'd like to see some footage if possible. That would be awesome. The Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. I am a huge Guardians of the Galaxy fan. And I think Groot is actually one of the 58 Disney references. So perhaps that's the holiday special. Deadpool 3 is another one that we're waiting for confirmation on. Is it going to? Is it not? Eternals 2 as well. That was another one that the original Eternals movie was announced at D23 2019. And I remember all of them coming onto the stage, you know, Kit Harrington, Angelina Jolie. It was it was a really impressive stage with all of them lined up. And I'd love to see something like that happen again. There's also rumours that the Scarlet Witch played by Elizabeth Olsen is going to be getting her own movie in a similar sort of vein to, you know, these standalone movies we've seen recently, um, like uh, Black Widow and that sort of thing. So that would be really awesome. I love the character of Scarlet Witch. Spoiler, but I love that she was actually the villain for the most recent Doctor Strange movie. I absolutely did not see that coming. So I'd like to see what what happens to her after, you know, her sort of fall from grace and that sort of stuff. So that's just a little bit of the Marvel news that I'm really excited about. On the Star Wars side, I'd like a little bit more confirmation about this next trilogy that we're going to get. We've heard kind of rumblings around, you know, there is going to be another trilogy. Is it going to be part of the Skywalker saga? Who's going to direct it? Where's the storyline coming from? Anything that they want to share on that would be great.
1: Cool. Yeah, I mean, a lot of that went completely over my head. But no, I completely agree. I really want to be surprised. I feel like I feel like we're kind of owed it by, by the world Um, Because we missed out on it last year And they had so many big announcements At the last D23 So I feel like this year They kind of need to do one better Um, One thing that I really love about the D23 Is the um, Legends ceremony When they kind of invite Disney You know, people that have kind of done really well for Disney um, and they make them a Disney legend. So last time, for example, we had Christina Aguilera was made a Disney legend. This year, some of the people that we know are going to be in this ceremony. So we've got Josh Gad, Adina Menzel and Kristen Bell, obviously all of Frozen fame. So it'll be really nice to see them being welcomed into that D23 community. We've also got Chadwick Boseman, who I imagine is going to be honoured in hopefully a very respectful, nice way. I'll be really intrigued to see what they do with that. And, um, yeah, this is something we will touch upon again next week when we do a full kind of um, review, not review, but a full kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Debrief. Debrief. That is the word. Oh, mum brain. A full debrief of the exhibition. So, yeah, I'm really excited for next week's episode to see uh, if, um, yeah, any of our hopes and dreams have come true. Or maybe we're just going to be moaning and complaining. Who knows?
0: I think, do you know what, the more I think about it, I was like, this poster can't be like to do, but do you know what, it has to. And do you know why I say this? There are two things on it that are really, really out of place. So look at this poster and listeners, if you're at home, have a look as well there's a few things that I feel like are shoehorned in. For example, you've got the Captain America's shield in the top left and then the donut in the top right. But then I was like, no, they're just trying to get all their IPs in. So, you know, Marvel for the Captain America shield and and the Simpsons and Fox for for the donut, the Simpsons donut. But it's not that because why is the Epcot ball behind Maleficent. That's really, really random. Like, why does Epcot need to be on there? There's no other landmark from any other park. I guess you could argue the castle, but Epcot's really specific. And scroll down to the bottom as well. We've got a Jungle Cruise boat. So that makes me believe, why would you pick the Epcot Globe and the Jungle Cruise really random. You've also got a submarine that looks very much like the submarines that you get in Disneyland as well. I think it's a Finding Nemo attraction at the moment. Death desperately needs a little bit of a touch up and some love. So I think that this is going to be a, a teaser. You've got the Black Panther Wakanda Forever little sigil as well. We know pretty much that we're going to be getting a Black Panther 2 announcement. So I think these 58 things do have reference to things that are coming which makes me very excited because if you look just above mickey's head there is a window with the candle from encanto what possibly is coming from encanto is it encanto 2 are we getting an encanto attraction it better not be an encanto sing-along on disney plus because i will not be very excited about that but that i believe these these things are in reference to what's coming because they're just so random
1: I completely agree. And I think they are as well. However, I feel like some of them are going to be very, very small announcements. So in Canto, I mean, I think there's going to be a lot of miniseries. So I wouldn't be surprised if there wasn't a Canto miniseries coming to, to Disney+. Plus. Um, I'm just having a look at the full poster now. But yeah, I do know what you mean. Like Orange Bird is on there. Remy is on there, there's there's some, yeah, very, very random stuff, the Epcot ball, as you say, so yeah, I'm very intrigued, I I think it must be a little hint at what is to come. Do you know the weirdest
0: one, actually, you said Stitch is on it, I actually can't see Stitch, but I can see Angel, which is like Stitch's girlfriend. Did I say Stitch was on it? I thought you said that, maybe I misheard you, but Angel is on it, and I'm like, That's really random. That is very random. So yeah, it must be.
1: They must be hints at announcements. I mean, I think some of them we know. I mean, Elsa's on there. That's got to be to do with Frozen Land, Indiana Jones 5, Tiana. um, What's that random dolphin? The random dolphin and also the random monkey. (laughs)
0: Yeah, really weird. So that makes me think about like Animal Kingdom or something like that. Should I tell you something else I've just spotted? well? So the more I look at it, the more stuff that I see where you've got the Encanto candle and you've got Oswald the lucky rabbit there's four symbols around oswald you've got a star a circle and then you've got two kind of swords and the one on the left hand side is the keyblade from kingdom hearts so that tells me that we're getting a kingdom hearts announcement so another kingdom hearts game why would they put that on there unless these were the 58 announcement it's got to be that's they have too to be. random
1: yeah, no, I completely agree. I'm really excited now and looking at this. I'm going to go through
0: and study it properly. And is that, I could be mistaken, you, you're closer to this than I am, at the very bottom where you've got Ariel kind of coming out of the water and you've got those two flags. Is that the Disney Sea, Tokyo Disney Sea logo, the top one? Um, where are you looking? So at the very bottom of the poster... Yeah, you've got like the castle wall and there's these like little flags, almost like sigils. So on the right hand side, you've got Monsters, Inc., Black Panther and the Rebels from Star Wars. And then on the left hand side, you've got a sort of Celtic image that I really do recognise, but my brain can't think where it's from right now. And then the logo above it, I'm pretty sure, is that the Tokyo Disney Sea logo? Maybe,
1: I'm not 100% sure to be honest with you.
0: Um,
1: the things that intrigue me are the two, like there's two... Lucky cats, almost like the purple, um, like lucky cats that you see from you see in China a lot, but they look they're both different.
0: Yeah, I just had a look and I'm wrong. It's not the Disney, Well if it is. Or is it the Society of Explorers? Is it the, because that film's coming, isn't it? Is it their logo? I definitely recognise it. I definitely recognise it. I think it might be that. And those two lucky cats, again, I'm not 100% sure, but I thought of turning red. Oh, yeah, you could be
1: right. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, one's like, yeah, I think you could be right. Yeah, they probably pandas. Yeah, they look like pandas. And then you've got, I've just noticed, you've got... Like that looks like Rapunzel's
0: hair coming down from the tower. Yes. And there's rumours that there's a tangled attraction coming, I think, to Disneyland. But also the gargoyles, honestly, the more you look at this, the gargoyles that are sort of ones above the genie's lamp and ones above some sort of technical thing that I'm not quite sure what that is. We'll talk about that in a second. I initially thought that those gargoyles were Beauty and the Beast from Beast Castle, but they're not. They're the gargoyles that you see in the lift in the haunted mansion. Ah, okay. Interesting. I think I could be I like wrong, that. but I'm pretty sure they are. Yeah, what what is underneath the gargoyles?
1: It's really small, but the little orange and purple thing, and it almost looks like it's got like what are they? Are they crowns? Are they pretzels and then like some spiky
0: grass or something? I thought are you talking about that sort of it looks like a book. Yeah. Yeah, I I when I first saw it thought it looked like the Flux Capacitor from Back to the Future which is not a Disney IP so it can't be that. The only other thing I thought it could be but if it is it's a really bad depiction is Thanos's glove, you know in the Avengers he collects the Infinity Stones. It could be that but it I I'm not 100% sure on what that could be. I've also just clocked you've got the Nautilus and then the monster from 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. I'm really hoping that that means they're getting rid of the Nautilus attraction at Disneyland Paris. Who knows?
1: Who knows? I'm very I'm looking at this. Yeah, looking at this poster.
0: And what's that? I, I, it looks like supernatural, so it's probably from a Star Wars or uh, Star Wars or a Marvel IP. So you might not know, but at the top where you've got these flying things, I can see an X-wing next to the orange bird. Then that blue thing, I think, is from Marvel. I'm pretty sure then you've got Eve and Dumbo. What's that white thing that's sort of just floating? I thought see? that was
1: underneath Eve.
0: Underneath Eve. I thought that was like a Star Wars thing, I assumed. It does kind of look like a Star Wars thing. I'm not familiar with it though. And then you've got another Star Wars ship on the left-hand side next to a Muppet. I always forget the Muppets names. What's his name? Gizmo. Gizmo. Then that I recognize that. I think that might even be the Guardians of the Galaxy ship. Then we've got Buzz Lightyear. Do we really need more Buzz Lightyear announcements? And then we've got one of those creatures from Avatar as well. So it's got to be it's got to be spoilers. It's got to be.
1: Yeah, 100%. Well, watch this space. We yeah. know now as you listen to this this episode and uh, we will also know and we will be talking about all of these updates next week.
0: We will indeed. But the episode is not over. We are now going to head into our final part of today's episode, a new segment, story time. <laughs> So as I kind of teased in the intro for today's episode, today's story time is focused all around Mickey's not so scary Halloween party in Walt Disney World. So as lots of our listeners know, I will be heading off to Walt Disney World in just a matter of weeks. And I'm very, very excited. And a few weeks ago, we did a segment, which was let your conscience be your guide, which is where I propose a bit of a riddle or a dilemma to Tash. And she kind of guides me through it and tells me what to do. And my riddle, my Dilemma on that episode was do I or don't I go to Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party? The tickets for the date that I was looking at were in excess of $100. I think in British pounds, it was going to work out approximately about £250 for me and my husband to both attend the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party. Tash said it wasn't worth the cost. You, our listeners, flooded us on social media saying don't listen to Tash go it's a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity you love Halloween it's worth it you should do it I panicked last week because I looked I got an email I think from inside the magic that said that the Mickey's not so scary dates were selling out fast and there was still availability on October 7th which was the date that I wanted to go I think there was also some availability on October 5th October 6th as well so lots of availability on that week. I was like, okay, great. I I think I'm going to book it this weekend. Had a conversation with my husband about it. Like, look, I think I want to do it. And he was like, okay, fine. Like we're kind of not hundred percent sold. Logged onto the Florida ticks website because we actually can't buy party tickets in the UK directly through Disney. I don't know why, but you have to use a third party. And it was completely sold out for September And that week of October had completely gone. Halloween had completely gone. The only date that was available was October the 14th, I believe. And that's probably sold out by the time you listen to this episode. So apologies if you wanted a ticket for that date. And I honestly was so upset. My husband turned to me and he went, oh my God, no, we have to do it. We have to do it. Like now I can see how upset you are. We have to do it. And I was like, no, I don't think you understand. It's sold out. And it was all like, try a different website. So I tried, that was Florida Ticks. I tried um, the attraction tickets or whatever it's called, sold out. Went on the official, official Walt Disney website, sold out. And I was like, oh my God, I felt devastated. And then- my husband was like, I found this website. It's called Orlando Tickets.co.uk. Have you ever heard of it? I was like, no. Went on Trustpilot, had decent reviews. It was kind of a mixed bag, but it was definitely a legitimate website. And he said to me, look, they've got availability for these tickets. There is a very strong chance that A, they buy the tickets up front and that's why they've got availability and nobody else has. Or B, they're a bit crap and they haven't updated their website so they're going to sell it to you and then you're going to get an email saying really sorry it's sold out like don't get your hopes up and I was like yep no let's do it let's do it and I even said to him like you sure it's a lot of money and he was like I'm 100% sure now I've seen how upset you are knowing that it's not going to happen like we have to do this so did it put my card details in bought the tickets Less than 24 hours later, I got an email from them saying, we're really sorry, we hadn't updated our website. It is completely sold out. So a really sad, somber way to end the episode. But I'm not going to Mickey's Not So Scary because I was tardy. It's completely my own fault. Oh,
1: I'm so sorry that that story didn't have a happy ending. I really wanted it to. Yeah, no, I feel like
0: normally these stories do like have happy endings. I feel like in general life, everything always works out for a reason. Everything always happens for a reason. So in that vein, my plan is I'm still going to go to the Magic Kingdom on Friday, the 7th of October because it's our last proper day. Hopefully crowd levels will be really quiet because they tend to be on party days because people don't arrive until later in the day. And then I don't know what, but I'm going to plan something spectacular for that evening, either an amazing dinner or an amazing experience. So that instead of leaving the park at 6pm feeling like, oh, I should be at that party right now, I'll be thinking, ah, I'm leaving the Magic Kingdom because I'm going to go and do this other really amazing thing that I wouldn't have had the opportunity to do if I'd been at Mickey's Not So Scary. So that's how I'm going to think about it. But it's really disappointing.
1: It is disappointing, yeah. And I I really thought that you were going to, like there was going to be a twist in the tail there. So um, yeah, I'm disappointed that there's not. But yeah, I think that's a great idea to do something, do something that you haven't done before at Disney as well. So you've got something to look forward to that is not Mickey's, that is not Mickey's not so scary. And there's always another
0: time. There's always another time. Hey, there's always another time. I think what I probably will do is go over to Ep- Have a really nice dinner at one of the many amazing restaurants at Epcot because there really are so many to choose from, and then watch Harmonious. Because I think the reason I'm most sad about it is I'm like, I can't on my last day at Walt Disney World not watch fireworks, and you have to attend the party to see the fireworks. So I think that's probably what I'll do. I'll go to Magic Kingdom, have a great day. Hop over to Epcot, have a really indulgent extra dinner at either Tokyo Dining or Chef de France or one of the amazing restaurants there, and then watch Harmonious.
1: That sounds like a very good plan. Well, our listeners will not have to wait too long again to find out what you end up doing because you are going on your trip very, very shortly. But next week, we will be talking all about the D23 exhibition. You've still got a few more weeks to wait until we talk about Mercedes' trip because it's not going to be until she is back. So for now, do join us next week at the same time, at same place.
0: Yes, you can always find us on Twitter as well if you want to get in touch. Our Twitter is at ChatDisneyUK. Or our Instagram is at ChatDisney. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye.